throughout the season of Advent, um, Parkway Hills has used the story, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, to help us think about um, worship planning and help us reflect on this season that we are in. We began at the beginning, and we made our way through the story each week, and this is where we are tonight. Um, the Grinch has succeeded. None of the Who's have any presents or decorations or even food for Christmas Day. The Grinch is sure that his wonderful, awful idea worked, and he has every reason to believe that it had. He rides with his low to the top of Mount Crumpet, and he says, they're finding out now that no Christmas is coming. They're just waking up. I know just what they'll do. Their mouths will hang open for a minute or two. Then the Who's down in Whoville will all cry, you know, boo-hoo. That's the noise, grinned the Grinch, that I simply must hear. So he paused, and the Grinch put his hand to his ear. And he did hear a sound rising over the snow. It started in low, then it started to grow. But the sound wasn't sad. Why, this sound sounded merry. It couldn't be so, but it was merry, very. He stared down at Whoville. The Grinch popped his eyes. Then he shook what he saw was a shocking surprise. Every Who down in Whoville, the tall and the small, was singing without any presents at all. He hadn't stopped Christmas from coming. It came. Somehow or other, it came just the same. And the Grinch, with his Grinch feet ice cold in the snow, stood puzzling and puzzling. How could it be so? It came without ribbons. It came without tags. It came without packages, boxes, or bags. And he puzzled three hours till his puzzler was sore. Then the Grinch thought of something he hadn't before. Maybe Christmas, he thought, doesn't come from a store. Maybe Christmas, perhaps, means a little bit more. And what happened then? Well, in Whoville, they say, that the Grinch's small heart grew three sizes that day. We aren't given a reason why the Grinch's heart grew three sizes. We know that the Grinch learned something about Christmas, that maybe it isn't about all the stuff, that maybe it means a little more, but we aren't told exactly what it is that the, Christmas, that the Grinch learned, what it is about Christmas that made his heart grow. It just seems miraculous and immediate. What we do know is that transformation happens, a transformation that somehow connected to the truth that Christmas holds. I've been thinking a lot about the Christmas season, knowing that we would get to this day, that we would get to this point in the story of the Grinch, seeing this quote on the altar table throughout the season of Advent, maybe Christmas, he thought, doesn't come from a store. Maybe Christmas, perhaps, means a little bit more. There's mystery in the transformation that happens within the Grinch. 
something happens, something changes, and that change moves the Grinch from one place, one existence, to another. There's mystery we proclaim this night. A mystery we celebrate and lift every year as we come to this space to read scripture, to sing carols, to light candles, to come to receive communion. The mystery of the incarnation, the birth of Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us. Can I explain to you what it means to say that God became flesh and dwelt among us? Can I lay out an argument that will convince you that, one, there is a God, or that two years ago, that God chose to become one of us? No. There's mystery in faith. Mystery in how God chooses to be present with God's people. Mystery in how God chooses to be present in and through God's people. This is what I can say. What we celebrate tonight, what we believe, is that on that night, that silent, holy night, something happened. Something changed. And that change moved us from one place, one existence, to another. The birth of Jesus changes everything transformation that happens. Can I fully explain it? Can I make you get it? No. There's mystery in faith. Mystery in how the incarnate God chooses to be present with God's people. Chooses to be present in and through God's people. And I don't know about you, but I need this faith story that says justice will roll down like waters and righteousness like an ever-flowing stream. That says the lion will lie down with the lamb. That says swords will be beaten into plowshares and spears into pruning hooks. Nations will no longer lift up sword against nation, nor will they train for war anymore. I need a faith story that says blessed are you who are poor. For yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are you who are hungry now, for you will be filled. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. A faith story that says weeping may linger for the night, but joy comes with the morning. I need a faith story that says transformation is possible. We may not be able to explain it. It may, may not be something we can make happen, but we are promised that in Christ there is a new creation. Everything old has passed away. See, everything has become new. All this is from God who reconciled God's self to us through Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. In other words, in Christ, God has and is and will mend all that has 
been broken. Tonight we heard from a prophet, a poet, and the Apostle Paul. They each give us words of hope, of transformation, of praise, words of a better way. A better way that is possible because God chose to become one of us. That's the truth that Christmas holds. I saw this making the rounds on Facebook today. It said, early Christians did not say in dismay, look what the world has come to, but in delight, look what has come to the world. We have the words of one more person to share. In the Gospel of Luke, we are told that when God chose to become one of us, he sent an angel, not to the king, not to the religious leaders, not to the wealthiest family in the district, not to the best neighborhood, but to shepherds, keeping watch over their flock by night. This, too, is a faith story that we need to hear each year because we also need a faith story that says to us, that says to the world, that proclaims loud and clear in the lowliest of places, in the darkness, in all the places of hurt and fear and exclusion, do not be afraid. For tonight, I bring you good news of great joy for all people. Hear now ancient words of hope and peace announcing that something transformative has been birthed into the world. In those days, a decree went out from Emperor Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration and was taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to the city of David called Bethlehem, because he was descended from the house and family of David. He went to be registered with Mary, to whom he was engaged and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child, and she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the inn. In that region, there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then the angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those whom he favors. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, 
glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, as it had been told them. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. <laughs> 